Sitting in a car in between musicians, it's crazy. I get to drive. This is Sitting Bitch with Bailey and David Castillo of Pizza Time. Shit. Oh. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to Del Taco. Yes, we are. Yeah. Del Taco. Pretty and soon. we're in Denver on Brighton Boulevard, turning onto 35th Street. After you turn. So you are headed on to your farewell tour this next week, correct? Wednesday morning, we leave for Grand Junction. It's our first stop. How are you feeling about that? Really excited, actually. Uh, my roommate, Nat, just joined the tour last night. He's going to be playing keyboards, or I guess just one keyboard. And he also has a band called Nancy Strong that will also be playing. And my other roommate, Eamon, will be playing their own sets. On Eamon performs as Running Niwot. They're all young, so that's exciting, too. They're like 19 and 18. Oh, cool. So they can't drink. Which in theory would be good for me and Quinn, who are old enough to drink, but neither of us are drinking either, so it's going to be an interesting experience, I think. Different from my other tours where... Oh shit, I forgot you have a sensitive accelerator. Um, <laughs> where we just kind of um, drank all day. It was fun. It, that was fun too, but this will be different. What was your motivation behind not drinking for this tour? Was it just... Because um, you have younger people on the tour, or? That, and uh, personally, I think my other tours were kind of shitty. There were certain parts of it that were crappy, and not directly related to drinking, but I know I personally tend to not make the best decisions when I drink. I'm not, like, a mean drunk. I just don't make very responsible decisions. Right. Um, and Eamon has, well, my roommate had seen a few nights where I had gotten too drunk, and... It was, I mean, I didn't feel comfortable inviting him on tour if there was going to be the chance that I would get super drunk and do something stupid like he witnessed a couple times. I mean, nothing terrible, but um, the last thing that happened was I came out of my room um, with my dick in my hand and just pissed all over his stairs that go up to his room. It was more embarrassing, I think, than anything, and I wasn't really that embarrassed about it, but I just kind of felt like that was like, okay, for at least for Eamon's sake, I won't drink the whole tour, so that it's not like a terrible tour for him, where there's nights where I do shit like that. Right. Especially with, you know, it's like, I also don't want to set a terrible example, either. It sounds so lame to be, like, old and think about shit like that, but... It's also, I, I, I don't know, it's fun for me because partying is not really what I feel like I do anymore.
think maturity Oh shit, you're saying I'm old now. I'm mature. <laughs> Do you no. think that's translated into your music or um, your direction that you're headed now? I, it could be. It's kind of crazy to think about, but it could very well be that I am slightly more mature now. You know, being hungover sucks, especially in the car. Oh yeah. So yeah, I think the overall good. experience will just be better and funner. But I guess it has translated into my music a little bit more. I'm not sure. I mean, my song's definitely a little slower, I guess. That's <laughs> <laughs> Maturity equals slower tempo. Equals slower <laughs> tempos and that sort of Rhinoceropolis, just kind of the different rooms <laughs> and the shit that hangs out on the walls all the time. Um, I'm not sure. I think it, that was because we cleaned it and everything was really clean at our house. And so we, I was kind of proud of that. So I think I took some video of it. Um, but I don't know. Last week's, this one, the one that just went up last night, um, what it has a couple live videos of my friends bands that played at Rhinoceropolis so I think it is kind of a fanzine of just whatever I'm into and each episode has an original song that I wrote so it's still kind of music related but it's really just crappy animation that I make myself it's fun it's, it's an enjoyable process and it, it involves more people than just me there's several people that help me make it um, by giving me ideas and being in the episodes themselves, like, making it more interesting than just, like, oh, this is a music video for my song. It kind of is. It's, like, an elaborate music video for one of my new songs, but I, I like that it incorporates other people's kind of input, too. Definitely. Um, I think it definitely has like a pop sound. Like I definitely try to write hooks and melodies that are easy. I don't try to write challenging music that you don't have to think about too much. I mean, it, I think it always ends up having kind of like a bedroom recording quality to it. So definitely has like a lo-fi sound to it. I'm not sure if I would call it garage rock, which is 
kind of the category that I get lumped into, which is fine, but I think it's a dated category. I think bedroom pop probably has a better up-to-date way of categorizing it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause it, it's a better descriptor of where it actually happens. Where it know? all happens, <laughs> yeah. Everything that I do happens in my room, for the most part. Yes, about an ex-girlfriend and I I mean they weren't mean songs but they were personal songs and I didn't want everybody to know about it so I thought if I sang in Spanish nobody would give a shit and for the most part I think people didn't um which is cool and it reinforces my idea that lyrics aren't important so yeah that's why I started singing in Spanish was because I was kind of like hiding behind being too vulnerable in front of people um but now I sing in Spanish because it's just easier to write lyrics for me And when I do listen to music, like, I don't hear lyrics until, like, the fourth time that I listen to a song. And it's not that I don't like them, I just hear the music before I hear anything else. So, it's in the language that, it is the most natural to me, but I don't always speak in Spanish, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really hot and I'm stoked that we're at Del Taco right now. It looks like there's a shit ton of people here. Burger Records. Yeah, how, pe- <laughs> how Pizza Time ended up on Burger Records while eating Del Taco. <laughs> um, it was a mystery for a while to me. And then Sean told me that it was when I opened for King Tough, their their manager at the time, might still be their manager now, um, had checked out Pizza Time because I was opening. And he told the burger dudes that they checked me out because they'd probably like it. And yeah, that's that's how the first tape got put out. Um, and they put out my second tape, and they will put out my last Pizza Time album. When uh, actually, when I send it to them, I still have to send it to them before I go on tour. And um, so, whenever that is in the future, everything's kind of on Burger Time. Um, but this one will be the last Pizza Time tour that I'll do. But they'll continue to put out um, my music, like Panaderia, they'll put that stuff out too. Cool. So it'll be hopefully a long, healthy relationship. Yeah. And what's different about Burger Records compared to other, you know, smaller or independent labels, or just music labels in general? So I don't know a ton about the music business today and other labels 
but I have worked at record stores for like six years, so I have an idea of what works and what doesn't work. You see the small labels like come and go, and I think Burger Records has like a unique ability to use the social social media to their advantage, as opposed to like other labels do have social media presence too, but it's just the way that Burger did it was fresher and unique and people enjoyed it better the the art was cooler the bands were better so i don't know it was kind of a, people were more open to that style of music when they did it you know it's like right place right time like right everything i think but again it's like on their own time and people i think get frustrated with them and they're like they're too cool because whatever they don't get back to me it's like they're just on their own sort of stoner time you know it's like more of the the intent of the song or of the this the whole thing than it is like the overall quality of it I guess it's not yeah that's interesting do you think that extends to anything else within music today you know like the intent is more important than the quality or maybe vice versa in different genres um I think so I, I mean I feel like a lot of music today there's a. I, I was told about a book that's actually really. It was shitty. about how bands are like fabricated, like boy bands and stuff like that, were fabricated for business sales and stuff like that. I think that definitely still happens even within like the indie, underground, mm-hmm. worlds, where like, image is really important, and how you present your like you could basically tell people who you are by what you make up. You can make up whatever you want, and it's what people will take as fact because it's on the internet so I don't know I feel like with Burger they do kind of have the ability to be a little bit more not honest but I guess the music is like literally made by people at home their videos are made by people at home you know there are there's certainly people in every genre of music every label that have money that can pay for you know they pay to sound lo-fi you know like I don't, I don't, I feel bad calling people posers and things like that because then it makes you seem like you're somehow more authentic than they are, which isn't true, but I think it's apparent a lot of times when, like, a band sucks, they suck. It doesn't matter how much they spent on their music video (laughs) or how much whoever paid for someone cool to record their album. It still sucks. I feel kind of like a chump saying this, but I think I'm not like, I think I'm more of an artist, an artist type. Like I get along with those types of people more than I do with like rock stars and like party people. It's like, I can have fun with that, but it gets old real quick. Whereas opposed to like, I could play shittier DIY shows 
and have a much cooler experience like smoking weed in the porch with like three people than like playing in front of 500 drunk people right and it's not just to make the distinguishing the like this distinguishing line like marijuana or drinking just like it, it's just the vibe sort of thing it's like bars and clubs tend to be more I feel like cutthroaty and like business oriented as opposed to like a DIY venue or house show it's like more about the community which is really all like like what I when I ask myself like what I care about it's like that matters more yeah it's not it's like I used to spend more time making your art when you're I, I feel like I do spend a lot of time doing that and it's I want to share with people that are going to appreciate it I usually will write like a chord progression and a melody like usually the melody will be like in my head and then I'll try to write chords that go along to it and then I'll write the the words later but usually it goes melody chords song title and then words and it's always lately it's just been really basic just like drum machine nothing fancy <laughs> um, and like bass and then like a guitar or keyboard and then like vocal. Like I'm trying not to get too elaborate. I'm, I'm making a distinction between like music that I like to listen to and music that I can write. Because I feel like sometimes bands and artists like try to make music that they listen to, which is fine, but it's not like them. It's not mm -hmm. like, like everyone has a certain style or way of writing. And if you try too hard to like in, involve too many of your influences, it kind of sucks. So, yeah, that's a, I've actually never really thought about that before. And where did you learn how to like play music, write music? One time we were like on a road trip through Mexico, my parents bought my sister this like tiny, like toy Mexican guitar. And I started playing that a lot. Not really playing it, just like listening to the radio and like pretending to play it. Um, so I don't know, I like listening to like K-Rock, which played like Blink-182 and like um, Kid Rock and stuff like that. <laughs> um, they, uh, like, that, that kind of got me going, and then my friend Zach in middle school showed me how to read power, uh, tabs, which is, like, just power chords of all these Blink-182 songs, and that's how I started playing music, was just, like, learning these, like, really simple, stupid songs with power, with, like, tabs that my friend Zach taught me how to read, um, so I think that's why I write that kind of music, like, it's, like, super simple, anybody could do it, because that's what I did when I started playing music. Necesitas un regalo 
Talking to someone at a show the other night, and uh, they were like, "Dude, so you stoked to end pizza time?" And I'm like, "Dude, it's the best!" Like, it got to the point where, like, if anybody mentioned pizza around me, I would just like run away because I didn't want to fucking hear another pizza story. Or like, right as I was saying this, like, somebody walks up and like, "David, pizza!" And I was like, <sighs> they just started laughing because I had just expressed my frustrations with that as it happened, and it was just like, I'm totally glad to do away with that. I think you got that persona, like, not just because of your music and because of your name and, you know, but because of social media? Well, definitely. Um, I had another friend that told me the same thing. You know, they were like, however you present yourself is how people will perceive you and treat you, you know, and it's true. But social media was like, it's so boring, so monotonous that it was like, I was constantly posting stuff about, like, smoking weed and, like, being drunk frequently at inappropriate parts of the day, times of the day, you know, like, and other things, like, I, I think one time I, like, posted about smoking crack before work, and, like, it was, you know, I'd post stuff like that, and it was, like, funny, people thought it was, like, comical, but it was, like, also kind of very true, and it was just kind of dumb to, like... I, I mean, it's, it was funny at the time and I didn't think about it, but now I feel like I'd be more like, well, damn, people are going to see that and, like, think it's cool or funny to do that. And I'm sure I didn't think of it at the time as being a big deal because it was just me doing it. But it's, like, even that's, like, a sign of, like, just not really caring about yourself. And, like, personally, it's, like, kind of whack now that I think about it to treat yourself like that, to be a friend like that, you know, it's, like, Oh, yeah, David's really funny, but he kind of does things that, like, hurt himself and, like, hurt us because he does these things. And that's kind of, I don't know. I think the the way you present yourself in social media is definitely has a, a further reach than I, than, I was, than I thought and then most people, I think, think. I don't know. That, I was kind of glad to do away with that because it's like, oh, I don't want to be perceived like that anymore. Because it does invite, like, a certain group of people that I personally don't care to hang out with. I feel so weird doing that because I feel like I draw lines and exclude people by, by saying that. But Well, I think it's, you know, all the things that you've been saying have kind of been about self-care and, like, being more... <coughs> that's kind of a terrible term <laughs> as you just yeah. choke on your burrito. But, you know, it's just, like, being more considerate of yourself and, like people around you I guess you know there is like that whole mentality of like the tortured artist and like drinking and like being an alcoholic and a drug addict kind of had a, a charm and romanticism to me for a while but then I think like everybody that, that most people get out of that you know they like they're like yeah I did that for a while and romanticized it but then you realize it's just 
ridiculous. Like, I think that's kind of where I'm at in life, where like I no longer romanticize the idea of the tortured artist, and it's kind of.